The world needs strong women, women who will lift and build others, who will love and be loved, women who live bravely, both tender and fierce, women of indomitable will. Hi, my name is Karen Dumia and welcome to the Fiercely Influencing Podcast. This is the first episode of a series I'll be introducing to you called Young and Thriving. And I'll be highlighting stories of young people who have brilliant minds and are passionate and driven about what they do. And our today's guest is not any different. Could you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Victoria Katha, and I am 22 years old. Let's just say my birthday is on Thursday. Just, just putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, so I am a student. I work and I also run an organization called Responding to Life, focusing on mental health issues and other issues pertaining young people. Oh, beautiful. Just passionate and driven, you know? Um, so, Victoria, you mm-hmm. mentioned you are 22 mm-hmm. and you work. You're a student and you have an uh, your own organization. Yes. Could you just tell us how your childhood was? Well, I have two siblings, one 19, a oh, little okay. sister, yeah. and one at eight, mm-hmm. a little brother. Mm-hmm. And my childhood, well, half of it was spent in Kenya. And Ooh. then the other half was in Ken- was in Denmark. Okay. So we moved to Denmark when I was... 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I lost my dad when I was three years old. Oh. So growing up, I grew up being raised by a single mom. Okay. And uh, once we moved to Denmark, mm-hmm. uh, she got married and then she became single again. But that's a story, different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, growing up, it was two different cultures, two different languages and uh, very vast cultures in my head and so on and so forth so there was a lot of adjusting and getting to know something new mm-hmm. and the cold and the cold yeah yes. and the cold <laughs> the one in Meru or the one in, <laughs> in no bag. I was actually born in Nairobi you were born in Nairobi born and raised in Nairobi okay and then the cold in Denmark exactly. yes <laughs> that's the cold in Meru <laughs> Meru Meru is not cold is it cold y'all need to go to Denmark so that you know what cold, what cold is. is okay so moving to Denmark mm-hmm. uh, you've mentioned you had a lot of trying to adjust Mm -hmm. from maybe school Mm -hmm. the culture the language Mm -hmm. how was it i think the language is the biggest barrier okay um since denmark is a country that mainly speaks danish you can't do anything without knowing danish to be honest unless you now move while you're working in an international company okay but on a day-to-day basis, you need to know the language. Oh, no. So it took us six months because we were very, very upset over the fact that we didn't know the language. Hence, we can't go to school. We can't uh, do anything. So we had to learn the language pretty fast so that we can be able to go ahead with our studies mm-hmm. and everything else, our day-to-day lifestyle. Yeah. And then the culture shock, I mean, yeah. coming from an upbeat culture where it's fun Mm -hmm. you play around Mm -hmm. to a culture that's very very quiet they're very quiet and everyone's minding their business they mind their business you don't have (laughs) neighbors coming in anyhow you don't have kids running around anyhow so it was there's a whole culture shock and the way they do things the Mm -hmm. way they move around the Mm -hmm. way they speak 
very very different so that took a lot of adjusting yeah and mm-hmm. so you eventually joined school even after a yes. long struggle of trying to get the yes. language yes um you got friends yeah i actually did and um mainly focused on international friends since i decided to go to an international school yeah i done my high school in an international school yeah. i have done i'm currently pursuing my bachelor english speaking oh, okay. and i will pursue my masters in an english speaking university okay. so for me it's more of keeping myself out there um so you've talked about you moved from kenya mm-hmm. when you're 11, 11. Mm-hmm. yeah that means you're preteen yeah at that point exactly and then you go you by the time you're fully transitioning into denmark mm-hmm. you are now teenager, teenager yeah, yeah. And you're still trying to figure out the language. You're still trying to figure out the culture, mm-hmm. and now trying to fit in, maybe look for friends, and you know, mm-hmm. make new friends. Mm-hmm. How was that even for you, mentally, physically? Mm-hmm. It, like, how did it weigh on you trying I mean, to settle in? It was quite challenging because, first of all, yeah, you're in a country that I love. I, lo- I love Denmark. Mm-hmm. However, you're in a country where you're shunned down upon based on the color of your skin and yeah um because it's like a small percentage of your color yes yeah exactly so you realize that it's very hard to make friends especially when you are dark-skinned yeah and um that was a challenge mm-hmm. and then you don't know the language completely and the people oh. who you're meeting don't know the language either so we kind of were struggling together mm-hmm. and i think that motivated us to be each other's keepers mm-hmm. um and then we just grew from there i understand when you're still trying to you know um adjust mm. into the new environment mm. you had a struggle with identity and for some reason yes. it's you know affected your mental health there were a lot of things that were yeah. were a, a factor into that you yeah. have a new a new a new culture a mm-hmm. new language and then when you go to school you're looked down upon i was told there's this one day there's this one lecturer that told me that i am too ambitious what is too ambitious what is yeah what, what are the should aim lower because i wanted to be a diplomat i've wanted to be so many things they told me that you should aim lower you might not get the opportunity to be so i told them what wait watch wait, the space wait and see yeah. wait and see yeah. so um there were a lot of factors and then also growing up you're mm-hmm. trying to figure yourself out you're an a teenager and you're trying to figure out okay where do i fit in and why is my color such an issue and then you get into self esteem issues and then not only your color you look at the way you look i developed at a very early age I, i've always had a big body so um okay. you i got to a point where i looked at myself and it wasn't just the color it was everything and i used to say i i told a friend of mine that i used to say so many negative things about myself i kid you not oh no kid you not and then it got to a point where it became now suicidal after now the two things that were strongholds in my life i knew i was very smart like that's not even a joke yeah i knew i was very smart academically book yeah. smart i knew that you were not an academic dwarf no no <laughs> no yeah 
And then I also knew that I am very strong spiritually. Oh. My faith and my education, those are two things that you couldn't take away from me. You could yeah. take away anything else. Yeah. Now, when academics started being a challenge where somebody's telling you, aim lower, you cannot do this, yeah. and so on and so forth, you start deteriorating without even noticing mm. it. Not because you're stupid, but because somebody's pulling you down, mm. dragging you down. And, and you that, see, even by, the, by this point, you've mm. already told yourself those negative things. Exactly. And they're still exactly. coming from externally. Exactly. So now, if every other aspect is not doing well, and now the two strongholds that you have mm. start going down, because mm. now with academics, you start losing faith, because now that one is hit, and you start losing faith, and you start yeah. questioning a lot of things. I always thought depression is a Mzungu issue. That's oh, our yeah. mindset. That's yeah. a lot of people's mindset. This is something so complex. Exactly. You, we don't have depression. We, yeah. we should be strong and so on and so forth. That's the mentality that we also have as Africans. I started learning about it and I started figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I realized, okay, this is not good. And did you get to the point where you had decided, actually, this no. is it? Mm-mm. So what happened? Mm-mm. I decided that, okay, first of all, there's this one thing that I said in my head. Mm-hmm. When you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. I mean, yeah. I remember also telling my mom that I was suicidal and she told me, you have such a bright star on you. Such a big star. Mm. And I remember I, I held on to that word. Mm. And I started speaking good things into my life. Yeah. I started working on myself and convincing myself, okay, you know what? You're actually very pretty. I mean, mm-hmm. today, yeah. I walk out of the house. You can't you tell can't me nothing. nothing. <laughs> Can't I mean, tell yeah. me nothing. Yeah. Nobody can tell me anything. I mean, it has to come from you exactly, fast. Exactly, because yeah. I know the moment I walk out of the house, I look good, mm-hmm. I smell good, I feel good. You feel good. I, I, I feel good. Yeah. Um, because I've spoken, I've gotten to that point of really loving myself, no matter how I look, no matter how. And I take time to prepare myself for me. For you. for anybody else. For me. Oh, so wow. that I can feel good. And I can have that positive mindset and that positive energy because what I bring out, what mm. I project is what will come back to come back me. To, oh, yeah. What I bring out, the moment I walk into a place, I need to bring in that good energy. Well, today I was a bit, uh, but, <laughs> but, but, but the moment I come in, I yeah. need to be able to make a positive impact in anybody's life. Anybody yeah. that I come across, my goal mm. is to make a positive impact. And how I make a positive impact is by the first impression and what people will take out of me by yeah. the moment I leave the room mm. and that's what I had to work on it started from me yes that mindset that's and now I can't even be sweet I love my life oh, ah, 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 ah. So it precious. has grown very yeah and I kid you not because of that yeah it now made everything else work out oh. when I started loving myself and I started appreciating who I am and I started believing in who I am believing in my capability believing in my destiny being greater than anything else mm. I started seeing everything else work. Yeah. Do you have people who worked with you or is there any anything you um besides just telling you you know doing the self affirmations mm-hmm. and just loving yourself and telling yourself those good things? Mm-hmm. Did you actively or intentionally look for any other help? No, I actually didn't. And that's what a lot of people don't do. Okay. And I speaking every time I speak and I say that it's very very important to seek help yeah um my family mm-hmm. they're there 
oh, they're true. amazing mm. and they noticed I had mood swings like I could go from smiling to wrecking Oh. And it would go from there's this. I was telling a story on radio the other day, and I was telling them that there's this one time my mom complimented me on my backside. She was like, eh, "Vicky, you're looking," and I already had issues with yeah. being big, yeah, yeah. And I took it on a very negative level. So we were yeah. laughing and smiling, and then I was like, <clears throat> I was I started like getting very very aggressive because yeah. I was like, I already feel bad about myself. How do you tell me that I've grown bigger? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she, she was got complimenting to me. Well, no, she yeah. was complimenting me. So oh, they yeah. noticed that, you know, this is this ain't right. This mm-hmm. ain't right. They noticed and they forced me to talk. There's this one night mm-hmm. my sister and my mom sat down with me and they were like, Okay, so now tell us at Tokiapa until you talk. Because there's an issue. Exactly. They noticed that there's a very big issue. And she mm-hmm. said they said, We're sitting down here. We don't care. We talked until five AM. From night time until 5 a.m. They were like, we don't have anything to we do have tomorrow. All time. Well, we have day. all the time, yeah. so you're going to talk. Aww. And I was being very, very close up because I was raised to be a very independent woman. Mm-hmm. My mom raised me because I saw her go through what she went through. And yes. she was still strong. She was still making it. Yeah. So I was raised to be an independent woman. And for me, speaking out was a sign of weakness. And that's oh. how people feel. That's how people feel. You don't have a space mm-hmm. where you feel safe to speak. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that and once they close up the moment i spoke out i cried i let it out i felt yeah. so good i slept like a baby that day oh. because i had let it out and i actually did another video on it the other day mm-hmm. so the importance of being able to have i didn't i didn't seek them but yeah. they noticed mm-hmm. but now the problem is that a lot of people don't have people who notice who notice exactly yeah. that's why it's very very important to encourage people to speak to speak up mm-hmm. oh wow I think we no no it's from that dark moment in mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. um, that you began working on yourself, mm-hmm. loving on yourself, mm-hmm. saying those good things mm-hmm. to yourself, mm-hmm. and also putting yourself in environments where you thrive. Mm-hmm. Any you intentional, mm-hmm. whatever energy I'm giving off mm. is the energy exactly. in the back. Exactly. Yeah. And it's during that time when you were working on yourself, you mm-hmm. started an organization. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Well, Responding to Life is an organization that aims to empower, inspire, and motivate lives, where we work on helping people get from a negative mental or state to a positive mental state. And we do this by just being there. Like, I I don't come and tell you, and this is in all aspects of life, because it could be from relationships to academics to business to everything. There are a lot of things that affect mental health. So we come in and we talk to people and we touch on different life aspects and first of all we emphasize on the importance of mental health the importance of speaking to us and even if you're not going to speak to us speak to somebody we're pushing people to be able to speak out and be open about what they're feeling be open about what they're experiencing Mm -hmm. and not take anything that is not of value i protect my energy to a different level if you are toxic in my life, I will cut you off without blinking. <laughs> I kid you not. And it's, it's true. No, it's not even about you or anything, but I protect my energy because you don't want... I had a friend once. Yeah. A very close friend. You know, those people who you know, are trying. Yeah. Exactly. Right or die. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and this person became very violent. This person would pick up a call just because of nothing. Start shouting. Mind you, I, I used to be like, like very aggressive as well. If you 
do me, I do you bad. Trigger. Exactly. <laughs> trigger me, I trigger you worse. Mm-hmm. But now that's not important anymore. Yeah. Once you get to that level, you're like, you know what? It takes more energy out of you to be that person than it does harm to the other person. Yeah. And I learned a lot, even with forgiveness. Forgiveness is for me, not for you. Letting I will go. let you go ah. and not mind about it. I had that friend and they would call me. They would shout at me. And I'm like, listen, first of all, beep. <laughs> when you're chilled, you'll talk to me. These days, I really feel bad about if I raise my voice or if I do anything mm-hmm. that I let somebody else trigger me. Yeah. And one of the things I learned, do not let anybody take you to that level. Never. Then they have they control so over you. They get so much power over you. They yeah, have control true. over you. You see, one thing we say in responding to life, mm-hmm. reacting to life is attacking situations based on emotions oh. and no logic. Yeah. You're not acting out of logic when you're reacting. It's just attacking whatever you're feeling, whatever. You just bring it down. Mm. Responding to life is handling situations based on logic and composure. Right there. So very, that's, very important. That's, that, that's very, it's a very nice um, gem. If there's anyone who would be listening and they'd want to reach out, mm-hmm. are there contacts? Are there, how, how vast can they, you know, get the help? The fastest way to get contacts or yeah. rather to get a hold of me is yeah. through my social media. Okay. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's Victoria underscore Nkatha. Okay. And then on Facebook and on YouTube, it's Victoria Nkatha responding to life. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the first point of contact. Yes. That's the first point of contact. I am very, very active on my social media accounts. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've mentioned something very important. You were raised by your mom. Yes. And you've mentioned she is a very strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell us how that has influenced the decisions you make mm-hmm. and also the confidence that you have. Mm-hmm. Does it come from being around a strong woman or being raised by a strong woman? Yes and no. Okay. I would say no first because okay. everything is a choice. You could be raised by a strong person and become very timid and very shy and so on and so forth and very uncertain about your life. Mm -hmm. Well, you could also be raised by somebody who's uncertain about their life and you become so strong and sure about what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Now, on my end, it's yes, very, very much yes. Um, But also I decided also to to let it be an influence. My mom plays, still plays a huge role in my life and she became my best friend. And that's the kind of woman I want to be to my kids. Lovely. I want to be a, a woman who my kids respect mm-hmm. because I respect my mom on the highest level. I would die for her. Mm. But I would also be a woman who is a friend to my children, especially my daughters, oh, because yeah. generations are passing. Yeah. People grow and we are getting into different things. Mm-hmm. And she was, for her to recognize that there was something wrong with me and for her to be patient with me to a certain degree and actually sit me down and tell me, you know what, you're going to talk to talk, me. Talk, yeah. And her listening and guiding me through. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot, mm. and it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, she, however, also retracts for me to find my way. She's not mm. going to be... She told me one thing. I'm going to support you, yes, but I'll also let you find your way. 
because the most important thing is finding your purpose by yourself and finding something that flows out of the bottom of your of your of your belly and that responding to life flows out of me every time i speak about it yeah. it just it, it just flows you just every time i do my videos i write my articles and so on and so forth mm-hmm. it just I wake up and I do everything that I need to do. It's not something that I struggle to do. It's not something I feel pain investing in. I invest so much money, so much effort, everything for responding to life. I don't have a pain, a regret, and getting a message, somebody telling me, you have helped me. This is one that touched my heart and up to date, I am never going to forget this man. Mm -hmm. There are actually two. Mm -hmm. One told me, I am a married man. And the video you did about the one word that soothes the heart mm-hmm. works for me. Mm-hmm. The apology works for me and it helped my marriage. Now, it's not even only youth. It's now back to people who are on their yeah. 40s, who are in married situations. And then there's this young girl who told me I really wanted to kill myself. She had burns all over her body and she told me, you helped me. I wanted to die because of how I felt about me, myself. Oh. And that touched my heart on a different level. And you say if, if, if nothing else, if it if changes else, one or two people, yes. I'd really live to do this mm. every single day of my life. If nothing else, oh. I know they're watching my stuff, they're following, and yeah. it's just, I'm happy. There's someone who maybe doesn't even know what is purpose. Mm. How do you leave your purpose? How do you find your purpose? And you you have figured out what your purpose is mm-hmm. and you've been living it and you're working it. Mm-hmm. Um, could you maybe share mm-hmm. with someone who's probably, they usually don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I think the first place is finding out who you are. Identity. It is, it's very important to figure out who you are, okay. what you're worth, and what you stand for. I know what I stand for. Mm. And this came with me having to process everything. And then out of that, you'll you'll be directed. It will come. I don't know if for people, some people call it faith. Mm-hmm, Others, mm-hmm. energy, something. Like something will tell you. Something will direct you and align yes. you in what you're supposed to do in life. Yeah. The spirit, your soul, something. Some, it, will, it will direct you yeah. and there's this one thing where you'll just feel that this is what I need to do and this thing where you don't care about how much money you earn you don't care about how early you want you have to wake up I have been to flights have had to go to countries very early in the morning where I had to wake up at 3 2 a.m to catch flights or to drive or to do whatever and I had no problem it gets excited. You have to pay money. You don't. You don't feel anything. At, about at that it. point, it's not even bringing it's, rewards. Exactly. But just you're doing, doing it is rewarding. You're doing it exactly. <laughs> you're doing it, and you're happy about it. Yeah. And you don't care, and mm. you're just like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. But I'm doing what makes me happy. When I'm talking about responding to life, it makes me happy. It makes mm. me joyful. It, it is my passion. Yeah. It's what I love doing. So you're saying when you get to that point, you find that one thing that you do not tire to mm. do, whether it gives you rewards or mm-hmm. not, you mm-hmm. still want to wake up and do it. Yes. That's when you know that's your purpose. Yes. That's your purpose. Very much, yes. And how do you, how do you stand with it and 
you know, work in it. It's very important to make a plan. Okay. Especially when you find your purpose and then you, all of a sudden you require money, CG, you require mm-hmm. this and that and that. Start from where you are. Okay. Figure it out. I started with my phone, developed, mm-hmm. developed, and uh, things just worked. There, I learned how to do video editing. I learned how to do so many things mm. that I never thought I would do. I never thought I would even blog. I didn't like bloggers because I thought all bloggers were gossipers. So stand by what you have in terms of making a plan. Mm-hmm. Figure out, learn, create, investing in knowledge about what you want to do is very, very important. Get to know the small details. Pursue it. If you can go to school for it, go to school for it. Yeah. And work around it. I agree. Mm. I totally agree. And then in your purpose, mm-hmm. the thing is that you see life starts changing drastically. Oh. My life has transformed drastically. Oh. It has op- opened so many other doors mm-hmm. in my life, in my work, in the way I see things. It has opened so many other things mm. from such a small thing. It's not even something that one could think and say, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I was at a panel last year, mm-hmm. and this panel had doctor this and that and that. There were these technicians who were doing the software for the ICC. And so I was the youngest panelist and the one who was just coming in with, I, I am Victoria Kataka blogger. Uh, well, there are these people who are saying, I am Dr. So-and-so. I was working with the government of Kenya to help this and that and that. I am. We also had a governor, Fatumata, from Gambia. Mm. And I'm like, eh, so intimidating. Eh. <laughs> she but, was the, I don't know if she was the first lady who was a governor in that. I'm like, listen, I am just Victoria. And the moment I started speaking, mm-hmm. people are like, wow. You really are the youngest, but you're not the youngest. You're and not the least. Exactly. You're <laughs> definitely doesn't... not the least. Yeah. And it was such an amazing oh. panel to be part of. And already I could see that I am indeed walking my, in my purpose mm. because everything surrounding what I'm doing is going good. It's aligning. My school, my relationships, my this, my that, my work. I have a very beautiful job. And this mm. is something I never dreamt of even getting in Denmark. Okay. But now I... I'm working in an international company and it's wow. And what do you do? I'm a property administrator. Oh, beautiful. Working in a real estate company. And I think for me, starting in this series is just sparking or putting in a seed in someone Mm -hmm. who doubts themselves Mm -hmm. or feels like they're in a very dark place and they can never get out of it. Or even just being in a place where you don't even know where you you even start. Yes. And telling such inspiring stories from people who are young. Mm. You know, often we get to hear stories from, from older, people you know, who like they're in their prime, old, exactly. you know. <laughs> exactly. And it seems like it's an age thing. Yeah. And with you being here, mm. it certainly shows it's not just an age thing. Mm-mm. It's a mind. Mindset. You tell yourself, you yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change the way I think. Yes. I'm going to change the way, you know, t- the way I tell myself certain mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. how I surround myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever surrounds I place myself in would you want to say any parting shots you know parting shots yeah um i'd like to say something that i love saying every time okay um if you look at your situation and you think you're not going anywhere always think of a plane now when a plane is about to take off it goes around the runway it moves around it moves around but when it settles it starts you you think it's nothing mm-hmm. 
the mightiest a plane is at, it's not when it's flying, but when it's in preparation to fly. The engine starts rumbling. It starts moving a bit side to side, and then it retracts, mm -hmm. and then that's when it moves forward. That's when a plane is it's, is at its mightiest, because in that moment, that determines its speed, mm -hmm. its power, and its force to take off. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people should should understand. Mm -hmm. Once you see setbacks in your life, the energy that you put in that setback, you should take it as if you're drawing back. And the force that you move with from that moment will determine how high you fly. That's my parting shots. <sighs> Guys, I, honestly, let's finish here. I hope to see you soon um, as I feature more young people. Mm -hmm. And as you get inspired, I'd also want you to tell me who you'd want, whose story you'd want to hear. Yes and who encourages you, who inspires you, and can get to you and bring them here. And also, we all, we all get inspired. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening and watching. I'll see you again. Bye. Oh, and by the way, you guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, CastBox, and YouTube. Connect with me through Facebook and Instagram, because you know what? You're awesome, and you are born to win, and made to conquer. See you again. No, by the way, bye. <laughs>